0: microphones and headphones provided by cad audio
1: cad audio expression through innovation forgive the
2: interruption but i believe this requires your attention meanwhile at the above ground
0: underwater suborbital volcano lair
2: sergeant we need a response team. we're already putting together the best man with all due respect sir So am I. I
0: have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big plan. It's real. Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's
1: what we call ourselves. It's really a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we time bomb well then son you've got a condition
0: your show about all things marvel with mike kylan and
2: eric what a bunch of losers i am guru that i did know these people may be isolated unbalanced even but i believe with the right push they can be exactly what you need and up i'm bringing the party to you And And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It will be the Intrepid Trio as soon as Kylan gets over whatever Hydra curse he has going on right now. Um, But it it is... Hail Hydra! Hail Hydra! Of course, now they show up here too. Hopefully, they'll stay away long enough. It is Eric and myself, Mike, and we are being joined... Boing joined, whatever... We are being joined by a, a gentleman who made his debut with Marvel Comics in such a great month when we also got two other great books besides his with the return of Star Wars back in January 2015. But the uh, the third great book that came out that month, The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, and we are being joined by its current writer, its only writer since 2015, <laughs> Ryan North. How you doing, Ryan?
1: Hello, I'm doing well. Thank you. I like, I like the. Uh, the current writer that's like oh this is my current wife this is my <laughs> current son there's a whole story behind that adjective <laughs> yes i am the current writer of squirrel girl and so far the only writer of squirrel girl in the in the new series we've been doing
2: now you you brought her well you you were started writing her after how long of an absence of of her in the
1: marvel universe um I mean, she had, she had her first appearance, her famous first appearance where she beat up Doctor Doom. And she showed up in bits and pieces since then. Uh, Dan slob had done some stuff with her. And she had, at a later point, become the nanny to uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, taking care of their baby. But it was all sort of supporting her all. This was her first time being in a, a star of a book. And uh, they basically gave, <clears throat> pardon me, they gave me and Erica effectively carte blanche to say, you know, what, what's the Squirrel Girl book look like? I think the exact words my editor said will, Whereas uh, if you were to write a Squirrel Girl book, what would it look like? Pure hypothetical. And I was like, well, I mean, okay. um, here is that. And he said, oh, this is great. Let's do it. So how how did the whole pitch in general
2: from Marvel to you going, hey, we would like you to join our ranks and write this little character Squirrel Girl?
1: Well, the the email I got from Will, um, I think the first one was that sort of said, you know, if you were to give us a pitch on Squirrel Girl, what would it look like? And I think the first thing he said was like, Squirrel Girl, isn't she the one with squirrel powers? (laughs) And so I got this email like a Friday. And so I took the weekend. And by the time Monday rolled around, I knew two things. I knew that I really wanted there to be a Squirrel Girl book. And I knew that I really wanted to be the person writing it, which is a great place to be when you're putting together a pitch. And so I was kind of sneaky because I said I wanted to be this uh, kind of all ages book. I want to be really accessible. So you don't need to know, you know, 50 years of Marvel history to understand what's going on. And I pitched this as this would be a positive thing for the book. Super glossing over the fact that I don't have that depth. I didn't have that depth of Marvel. Knowledge. I couldn't reference stuff from 50 years ago. At least I thought I could. And it turns out, you know, I actually knew a lot about Marvel stuff. (laughs) It's not. It's not that hard. And when you're reading comics, it doesn't feel like homework, right? It just feels like, oh, yes, time to go do some research. (laughs) Read, read, read comic books. And so I sent him the pitch, and he said, this is great. Um, The first pitch was her fighting Galactus, like she does in the first four issues. And the major note I got was, you know, who else is in her world? You just have Squirrel Girl Girl and Tippy Toe and the Squirrel and Galactus here, but who are the other characters? And I was like, yes, I obviously have lots of new characters in mind. Just give me a second to think of them because I had not thought of that at all, and uh, that's where Nancy and Koi Boy and Chipmunk Hunk come from. And uh, I'm really happy with how well Nancy and Squirrel Girl click together, and it feels like um, like they're such a unit now. And that wasn't at all anticipated when I started out. She's just gonna be the roommate, and you know, by issue I think it was issue three, she'd figured out Squirrel Girl's secret identity, and that was just that wasn't there originally. It just came out because well, Nancy's really smart; she'd figure this out, <laughs> and it's 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 been fun sort of seeing that relationship develop and seeing how great friends they are, which was, it almost feels like a real friendship, a real relationship, because it's surprising you as it goes with new things in it, which is great. Like, that makes it easy to write. You're not like, oh, what are they doing this time? You're like, oh, I I know these people. Let's have them hang out some more. Let's have them travel through time, see what happens.
2: Now, I remember back in 2014 uh, when it was leaked that Marvel had registered the trademark for Squirrel Girl, and the speculation was, ooh, MCU, here she comes, or television, here she she comes or mm-hmm. something um then all of a sudden what, november december of that year it was announced squirrel girl was getting her own title were mm-hmm. you were you surprised squirrel girl was getting this kind of uh hush hush treatment for such a bold move bringing,
1: bringing um, this character to our own series i wasn't really i mean it's always fun to make a big announcement right and the nice thing about this project is like i have friends who you know they, they take over writing the x-men and they're like, I have to do my research. And so they read every X-Men comic that's ever been put out. And that's a lot of work. And They come to it, like, fully prepared. Like, I'm going to read Captain Marvel, but I read every Captain Marvel book that ever existed. But doing Squirrel Girl, like, there was not a lot of Squirrel Girl stuff to read. And so it wasn't hard to read it all and then feel prepared. And so when this announcement came out, it was like, here's our big surprise. And I was like, I am fully confident that I know as much about Squirrel Girl as anyone else on the planet right now. <laughs> So I feel good about writing her.
2: I think there might have only been two other people and that would have been Will Murray and Steve Ditko knew more about Squirrel Girl than you so eric did you have anything to, to get started
0: uh i'm enjoying listening actually <laughs>
2: because because we know and,
0: and long-term listeners long-time listeners to this show issues because we have the issues um, mm-hmm. know how much of a squirrel girl fanboy that mike here is and so i'm i'm kind of hesitant to to chime in and ask because i feel like oh oh here are your toes let me step on them <laughs> this is his moment
2: this is his moment it's well but uh, I it, it's, it's it is our moment because Ryan has the privilege of being our guest on our 200th issue.
0: I didn't that's know it was your right. 200th graduation.
2: You 200th issue. Is
0: that, that's don't you up? feel special?
1: I do more so than normal. There
0: you go. And we're not talking short bus special. We're talking real special here. I appreciate that. Okay, so what what attracted you to Squirrel Girl other than the fact that well there you, you didn't have to do a whole lot of homework on her. <laughs>
1: uh that's a great way of putting it um a lot of it was that here is this woman who has these powers and what struck me about her was that the classic narrative of the mutant in the marvel universe is the hated and feared story where they usually reach puberty and these strange things happen with your body metaphor metaphor and they're not usually into it that's something that's there's an element of shame there's an element that you're an outcast people will hate me people will judge me and squirrel girl had none of that like she loves her powers she thought having a squirrel tail was awesome and she thought talking to squirrels was amazing and she was so this element of optimism in her had always been there now I was like well that's, that's squirrel girl right there like this is someone who is having fun being a superhero which can be rare um, and I feel like if you, look, if you talk about squirrel girl now the way she's perceived now the main things are uh, she's optimistic she's empathic and she's good at solving people's problems and that last bit was actually a gift from my editor uh, Will Moss because in that first issue she goes up against Craven and uh, in my first first draft as it as it was printed she sort of fights him and she's like how do i beat this guy do i stuff squirrels down his pants do i toss him in the air until it's the future and everything's great and she eventually talks to him and figures out his problem and helps him solve it but in the very first draft she literally just stuck squirrels down his pants and <laughs> sort of solved the problem that way and it worked it was fine but uh will wrote back to me and he was like you know i always saw squirrel Girl as being kind of kind of the person who would help people solve their problems and i tell you it was like reading the answer key in the back of a teacher's book well, i wrote back and i said you you know delete that draft never read it <laughs> sending you something better it's going to be great and this this idea of squirrel girl being someone who is willing to have a conversation before she has a fist fight is not that revolutionary in real life like i feel like most of us probably all of us here tend to get into more conversations than we do fist fights but in the context of superhero comics there's usually the fist fight first even amongst when heroes meet they have the fight first and they realize they're pals and they they move on from that and so the idea of someone who is almost more realistic which is a weird thing to think say for someone called squirrel girl but she's she's willing to listen to people and i feel like that is something that also makes her more unique in the marvel universe And that's what attracted me to her once we once we had that element clicking in place it felt like it had always been there i just hadn't seen it so yeah the the uh, abilities the pride the optimism the empathy and then the last ingredient that i put on was the uh computer science student because there's not a lot of stem majors <laughs> in the marvel universe there's a lot of like super tech geniuses but no one's really studying computer science and i also like the idea of you know let's have Let's have this not be comic book computers. Let's have her deal with actual computer stuff. And let's not have her solve problems by, you know, inverting the tachyon flow to a secondary phase inducer. Let's have her, like, actually do computer science stuff. And And that also
0: Microsoft, got it. Yeah. <laughs> and that, okay, I, mean, so I have I got, a
1: degree in computer science, so it made it easy for me to write. So that's the secret behind it, too. There you go.
0: Okay, so I, I do have this one question that's actually been you know, bubbling in the back of my head all week long. Sure. But uh, how strong is the temptation to include some references to the Ray Stevens song about the Mississippi Squirrel revival?
1: <laughs> so I'll tell you, I, um, I do. I still do a webcomic called Dinosaur Comics. I've been doing that for 15 years. And so I get all the dinosaur news. Like I know what's happening with dinosaurs around the world over and starting squirrel girl i get all the squirrel news and i get all the squirrel songs i get the everything that happens that involves a squirrel i get to find out about it. so that song in particular doesn't get stuck in my head a lot but there's there's other squirrel songs and there's the whole i uh, replaced the word girl replace the word girl with squirrel and songs which we do for all of our uh, trade paperback titles and so whenever i'm looking up a new trade paperback title plenty of songs get stuck in my head it's a professional danger that i accept gladly <laughs>
0: Okay. uh, to follow up on that, you say you are a computer programmer, which I think is great. And also you you definitely scored bonus points with Mike here with with including the STEM stuff, uh, because that's a big thing with him as well. And and Uh,
2: my daughter. Oh, terrific. Yes. How uh,
0: do you uh, I'm sorry. Do you do you try to uh, channel? I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this. Like if there's a problem that is vexing you computer wise in, in in the real world, how often does that get translated into? Squirrel Girl. Like, say, if you're if you're like trying to figure your way around the, the latest Windows 10 update, um, how much does she have to deal with that too?
1: I would I would love to read an issue where Squirrel Girl's like, you know, you know, hypothetically, let's say I've got this uh, lamp stack and I'm having trouble getting SSL set up on an unusual port. I have any ideas? <laughs> Just let me know in the letters column. And I can solve my issues that way. It's less that and it's more. Well, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in computer science that people don't know about. And it's fun to have Squirrel Girl go through that and discover it. And I, it acts as like a low-key advertisement for stand to be like, this is awesome. Look at this cool stuff. But it also, like, it's just intrinsically interesting. We had a bit where when Squirrel was going up against this... Um, bad evil engineer we got to, i got to work in the whole thing with the bridge collapse in quebec which gives every engineer in canada wears a ring that reminds them of this collapse and my dad's an electrical engineer he wore he wore the ring too and when i was a kid i thought it was the coolest thing i ever heard like they built a bridge it fell down and now everyone wears a ring that is used to be made out of the, the wreckage of this bridge and now it's just made of different metal but so that everything you sign you feel every every blueprint you sign off on you feel the weight and drag of this failure in your profession where 72 people and it tells you to do better. And like, that's that's the coolest thing in the world. And I got to work it in because there's there's nothing like that in computer science. But I feel like like engineers have had their major bridge collapses that that made them do better. And computer scientists haven't really had those sort of mass fatalities yet. I think they will come at some point because we have this idea of computer. We call it, some call it software engineering, but it's it's not really engineering, right? Like it's there's very little stuff that you can do. To say this software is provably correct. You just say ah, oh, it's good enough will probably be fine and the more we have software that puts human lives at risk like self-driving cars stuff like that the more you have the potential to have bugs that kill people and we're so used to bugs just being like an annoyance or it's a web page crash or it's a computer crash or it's a blue screen or like who really cares no one's dying as soon as people are dying i think people are going to have to to do better and like that's that's neat i can put that in a superhero comic <laughs> <and> talk about <laughs> ethics of our own computer programming and also talking squirrels and it's neat to sort of walk that line
0: that is that is cool because, and and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's it's not uh, it, it's it's not something that's just until now coming into it where uh, you know bugs can be lethal and and you nailed it right on the head with the self-driving car running over somebody. That uh,
1: yeah, well, we had our first fatality last was it last week where one hit a pedestrian? yeah, it was
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Arizona was it? I think I'm not sure. I think so. I think it was a it was an it was a driverless
1: Uber vehicle. And, and I think um, there's was a driver behind the wheel. It was an autonomous mode, so like the person wasn't actively driving it. Okay, but it did hit and kill a person.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's I, I think I had never heard the the ring story until just now, and I'm thinking, you know, that is that is so powerful right there.
1: Yeah, I thought it was universal. It turns out it's just in Canada. Um, yeah. But there's also like I think it should be. The coolest, the, I think it should be too. Here's the coolest part of it: uh, when you become an engineer, it's not just you get the ring; you have to write. An ethics exam and then there's something called the ritual of the calling of the engineer which is a private ceremony where you go in the phrase is amongst my equals and my better so no one's the greatest you're just there's people better than you and the people tied with you but you're not the greatest person and you go into this private ceremony where you swear to do better and it's 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 so cool (laughs) it's having almost a secret ceremony gives it this this prestige and this weight that you kind of need to carry that with you for the rest of your life and you can get heritage rings where like when an engineer retires you'll take over their ring and wow. usually when rings are made they're they're rough so they get smoothed down over the over the course of a career so it's really neat. And I thought it was universalized. Really, it's to find out that it's, you know, United States doesn't do this. You guys should get on this. I'm
0: disappointed, too, because uh, when I went to college, that's exactly what I was what I started studying. And and uh, it kind of makes me well, it kind of makes me glad that I never finished that part, because I, I really would have hated to have missed out on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was I'm fascinated by it. And I had a friend in uh, undergrad who was going through the becoming an engineer. And like the day before the ceremony, he, he swore up and down. He'd tell me what was going on behind those closed doors. He'd reveal all their secrets to me, and I was so excited. Next day, he comes back. He's wearing the ring, and he's like, I can't tell you anything. <laughs> it's like the Masons, you know? It's- yeah, yeah. It's so that they're engineers. They're all engineers. Anyway, this is – we're getting pretty far away from comic books. So it was really cool. Well, yeah.
0: again, long-term listeners to this show will know that we have more tangents than a high school algebra class. I'm telling you. So it's – this is nothing. No, <laughs> We tangent like this all the time. But that is, that is a cool story, and that's what we're into. Awesome. Um, let's Let's stay off of, of – of marvel for just just another minute because i do want to ask about this uh the to be or not to be that is the adventure <laughs> <laughs> yes Uh, i love the idea of a of a shakespeare's uh, work modeled as a choose your own adventure novel
1: thank you it was fun to write where
0: where did the idea come from for that
1: okay so this this i'll preface by saying this story makes me sound smarter than i am because i was driving home from my parents it was a long drive and i was listening to radio and uh, they had this actor on who was saying you know back in my day actors would memorize soliloquies to perform in editions and now in the current day everyone wants you to perform their stuff there's no like give me your soliloquy I've memorized and so I was driving and thinking like well what soliloquies do I have memorized and it turns out very few <laughs> you do <don't laughs> memorize a lot of poetry these days um, but I did have the first bit of hand limits to be or not to be speech so I was turning that over in my head and I realized that you know to be or not to be is structured like a choice almost like the choose your adventure books I used to read when I was a kid and I thought my next thought was oh my gosh I have to write this and so I spent the next two hours driving home thinking of all the cool stuff you could do with this premise like you could choose your character you could play as Ophelia or as as Hamlet or is Hamlet's dad but if you play as him you die in the first page and become a ghost and investigate your own murder. Instead of a play within a play I have a book within a book and there's all this like stuff swirling in my head and so I get home and I'm thinking does this book already exist? Someone <laughs> already had this idea <laughs> and so I googled it and I had these really mixed emotions because I thought it would be awesome I was already getting excited and wanted to write it but also if someone had already done it that means I wouldn't have to write it. It would be done and I'd save myself two years of work uh, so it turns out it hadn't been done and I ended up writing it and it was a lot of fun.
0: Well I, I was uh, just i was reading up you know trying to, to prep for tonight and and i saw that and i go this is what one is of this? the craziest <laughs> ideas i have ever seen but at the same time it sounds cool as crap yeah so, well the,
1: the fun of it is that you know shakespeare is a ridiculously canonized author in our society and he's gone from being a good author to being a great author to being the best possible author in any language and when someone is that highly thought of transforming their book into like a non-linear second person crucible path adventure (laughs) feels kind of like you're breaking the rules right like you shouldn't be allowed to do this this is the bard and i was actually worried that there'd be these dusty shakespeare scholars coming out and saying like who are you to desecrate the bard but it didn't happen and it turns out like they were all excited about it because i didn't destroy all extant copies of hamlet when i wrote my book it's it's still there but this is a way to sort of have fun with it uh it's a good way if you've got like a reluctant reader who maybe not maybe struggling with you know english written 400 years ago here's a way to get the plot and understand like like why hamlet would make the choices he does when you're literally playing as hamlet and making those choices and like his indecision starts to make a lot more sense when you realize he's got a mission from a ghost to commit murder and It's like do you trust a ghost like do you really believe in ghosts You can do murder because a ghost told you to
0: yeah it's, how's that gonna stand up in court you know, like, yeah well, well son the, the, the your honor the the ghost of my father told me to kill my
1: uncle yeah and he said he was murdered by his brother pouring poison in his ear and like this poison yeah. worked that way Way. Do people die from poison being poured in their ears? That sounds wrong. That it, sounds it, like something you might make up.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like NCIS Stratford upon Avon. It's just not going to work.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the book, the book was a lot of fun to, to do stuff like that and to play with with Hamlet. And then uh, we did a sequel called Romeo and or Juliet, which is the same idea but with Romeo and Juliet, obviously. And uh, that was even more fun. Well, so to swing us, to swing us back
2: to the Marvel realm, are we going to see? Sure, a, well, wait till you hear the question. Will we? Okay. See a Shakespearean Squirrel Girl issue
1: probably not and the reason is Shakespeare is really hard to write <laughs> so the the thing is putting Shakespeare into a into a nonlinear like game book context is a lot easier because you're transforming him doing Shakespeare and Squirrel is a lot harder because now you're trying to duplicate him and now I I have to write something on the scale of you know what Light Through Yonder Window breaks or to be or not to be but make it about Squirrels and so you're really comparing yourself unfavorably to Shakespeare when you do that but when you adapt his book or (laughs) if you want to be more artistic about it uh, collaborate with Shakespeare in that way you're not comparing yourself against him, you're working together to make something new and that's way less risky I feel.
2: Okay, what about the chance of a Squirrel Girl choose your own adventure
1: issue? We have done that. Uh, I don't remember the issue number but I it's... I missed it.
2: How did I miss it? Yeah, It was... It was I know, last... I, I would have picked it.
1: Yeah, it's so that's the premise is uh, Galactus has made a Squirrel Girl simulator where you make your choices and if you choose poorly, he's gonna eat the planet, he's gonna eat Earth. So the fate of the world rests on your shoulders and And rather than having it be like turn to page X, turn to page Y, we have little arrows connecting the panels so you can choose what path you want to take visually. Which is neat because in a in a book when you when you make a choice the other option disappears you don't see what it could have been but in comics you can see those options as you're reading visually on the page like they're, they're right there and so there's a much greater sense of what you're missing which we can have fun with when you're when you're constructing a narrative like that knowing that they'll have some idea of what the other options could have done is really fun and something fun to play with so it was it was a crazy issue like it was um, 20 pages of comic it was I think 40 pages of script I ended up laying it out myself with stick figures sure everything would fit the page and then i sent erica scans of my stick figure version of the comics with the panels with the the storylines color coded to match up with the same color codes in the script to keep track where everything was and it was like like i ask a lot of my collaborators sometimes (laughs) that was one instance where we were all on board to do it and then just being like a lot of work but a lot of fun at the same time so good news that issue exists and I wish you a number. I think it's like 20, maybe 17. See, I know. Greater than 10, less than 20, I think. I
2: know I've picked it because I've been picking it since the
1: beginning. You've got a surprise
2: in there somewhere. But I, I can't believe I that one slipped my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I know. Well, I, I want to know because you added one of my other favorite characters into your storyline a couple times. What was it like writing Squirrel Girl and a little Howard the Duck?
1: So... I don't know how Marvel does crossovers normally. Because the reason that Squirrel Girl Howard the Duck crossover happened was Chip was writing Howard, I was writing Squirrel Girl, we're friends and we live in the same city. And the artist, Erica, was drawing Squirrel Girl and Joe was drawing Howard and they live in the same city and they're friends. It was basically just we went out to lunch, <laughs> the artists and the writers, and it's like well, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we just what if we did a crossover? Let's just do a crossover. And so it felt very much like we were just friends hanging out inside to do this crossover. I don't know how what happens normally where you're not already friends who live together and get lunch regularly i'm not sure <laughs> that's probably not what happens all the time but um howard's fun because he's such a grump and he's so perpetually the world is just unkind to him all the time <laughs> and he's so outraged with everything but it was fun to to write howard be able to run it by chip and be like how does this sound and we, we tweaked lines he read squirrel girl and we tweaked lines so it felt like we you get to write it but also get it to be perfect and uh i will tell you that howard is making a cameo in the issue coming out next month i believe Oh, no, man. the month after next, two months from now, because we all have a standalone. So if the the space arc is ended, and then the next month is a standalone, and the issue after that will have some Howard action in it. It's nothing
2: like seeing Howard back in the in the Marvel comic universe.
1: Yeah, he's fun.
2: I I he's so great. if Squirrel Girl and Howard came out the same week, and then the, <laughs> and then there were some Star Wars titles. I, I I was at a lot. I was like, what do I pick? What do I pick? What do I pick? <laughs> and then we threw Gwynpool into that as well yeah, it great. And, uh, what was, there was another one that I had that was a big, just, it, were wreck, it was like, they got to spread them out in different weeks. That way I could get my picks in that. I usually pick. Um, <laughs> so roughly after a year, um, I'm curious to you know, really squirrel girl hasn't had an annual, but you had this great little book that came out almost 12, 12 to 14 issues in the unbeatable squirrel girl beats up the Marvel universe. Yes how did this come about and is this quote unquote the annual or the first annual for Squirrel Girl?
1: Uh, kind of. It came about because uh, Marvel said, hey, we want to do a Squirrel Girl graphic novel. And Eric and I both said, that's awesome. Let's do it. And the, the fun with it in that format, because, you know, you kind of think, oh, well, just it'll be a bigger story. But the fun of that format is that when you're writing for Marvel or any shared universe, you're kind of playing in a sandbox with all these other writers and you don't want to break anything. And so when the book comes out monthly, there's this expectation that things are happening at about the same time. And so if I have squirrel girl for example blow up the moon in an issue and the moon shows up in spider-man people say well this is a mistake where why is the moon in spider-man and not in squirrel girl what's happening this seems wrong but in the graphic novel format you have like we have the equivalent of five almost six months of story in there but it acts as one unit so i can blow up the moon as long as i tape the moon back together before the story is over <laughs> so it lets you go places that you can't normally go in a monthly comic which was a lot of fun Okay, so
2: go ahead. I was going to say, I wanted to derail again slightly uh, since Kylan's on board with us.
3: Hey, can you hear me?
2: We can. And And Kylan happens to live in an area. Where my dad was in the close to the town to where my dad was born. And this is Ravana, Ohio.
3: Yeah, I didn't know your dad was from Ravenna.
2: My dad my dad grew up in Kent.
3: Wait, okay, yeah, I know he grew born, up in Kent, but... Uh, born
2: yeah. in Ravana, because that's where the Ohio. hospital is. Anyway, okay, I remember hearing about an incident in Ravana <laughs> with some teenage girls. Uh, we have fun. How did you get tied into this? Because I heard your name. Because later, I'm like, oh, Ryan North. I got- I'm got. i loving the squirrel girl. I got to know more. What else has he done? So I go check out the I other at the stuff.
1: Wikipedia page.
2: Went to the Wikipedia page. And I'm personal life, Ravana, Ohio. I'm like, but he's Canadian. How does Ravana, which Kylan will tell you, for that city to pop up, something <laughs> drastic <laughs> happened. Because it's...
3: yeah. <laughs> Nothing happens in, Re- in Ravenna,
1: Nothing. Well, I was. It happened once. Uh, what happened was I'm yeah. friends with this uh, street artist named Poster Child, and he does a lot of really interesting street art. And one of the projects he did very early on was these Mario blocks. Where he just make these these question blocks from Super Mario Brothers, and yes. sort of hang them up around town. And the idea was like it would make this sort of more magical, and it was this really interesting visual thing. And I thought it was great. And so uh, he didn't know much about the internet, and so I sort of hosted. I sort of, I literally. Hosted his website forum, and on this site was instructions how to make your own Mario block, which is very easy, right? You just stencil a question block on some gold right. tissue paper or gold wrapping paper, and hang up these blocks. And I would people would send me pictures of the Mario blocks, and I would post them on the site. It was a lot of fun. And then this was before Twitter, or Facebook, or anything. One day, I got all these emails in the evening saying, you know, what's what's going on with Arena or Ravenna, I guess it's pronounced. And um, what had happened was these, I think, six or seven young women had made Mario blocks, and the mistake they made was rather than hanging them up in a tree or anything like that they hung some up in a tree i think the last one they just placed it in the ground and they happened to place it outside a courthouse oh, <laughs> oh no. and so the police force saw this question block and they thought you know it was a riddler level <laughs> oh uh, no explosive so they sent out the bomb squad to look at this question block it's an empty carper box the question block on it discovered it was an empty cargo box the, the women were like yeah it was us uh, it's marrow blocks and they end up getting arrested and it was this big thing and the end of the story is uh i feel like when it made the news people were like it wasn't reflecting super well on the the bomb squads it felt like it was very it felt like this was rapidly spiraling out of control so the solution was that uh they wrote a letter if i recall correctly they wrote a letter of apology saying sorry we made something that looked like a batman bomb (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and everything went away. There's no criminal record or anything. So it was, it was a crazy uh, couple days, and it was also crazy because I was the only point of contact because Poster Child was is this anonymous guy, and so they were like, is Ryan Poster Child? Can you get a message to Poster Child? And I was like, I'm just trying to do my webcomic <laughs> and post pictures of, like, street art. So, and that's, oh. that's, uh, I think that's still on my Wikipedia page, which is fun. It's like, oh, here's some stuff he's been up to. He was involved in the arrest of these young women. <laughs> I was like, what is, what is Ryan up to? Oh, it's some what, internet nerd stuff. Surprise. What
3: year was that? Do you remember what year that was? Cause.
1: 2006-ish. I, 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 I
3: think I, I, vaguely I, I vaguely remember that story. Cause I, I moved up here in December of 99 and I vaguely remember that story. You know, I thought it was funny as all get out.
2: <laughs> well, that <Wow>. was me. <laughs> Hello. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, if you're familiar with that area, a story like this coming from Ravana, Ohio, sticks with you. It does. It does. Because, again, the only reason why I know Ravana is my dad grew up in Kent, of course, home of Kent State University, and in the, the infamous shootings of in 74, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Well, Kent— does not have a hospital. The nearest hospital is in Ravana, or at least at the, the whole time we used to go up and visit my grandmother. The only hospital is in Ravana because Ravana is the county seat.
3: Dude, I right. think you're, you know what? You're right. I never even thought about that.
2: So the, the only, so he, so everyone in that area is born in Ravana mm-hmm. and will either grow up in Ravana, Kent or, or Still. So okay. asking my dad, dad, where were you born? There's no hospital here. I was born over in Ravana. Okay, and it's one bridge that separates Ravanna and Kent. Yep. Hmm. And Ravanna sticks out without a without a doubt, just like Akron will stick out. If someone says Akron
3: cuz Akron is awesome.
2: So, it's the home of the Zips.
3: That's right. The only female uh collegiate uh mascot.
2: Also home <laughs> I didn't of the, know that. Also home of the soapbox derby, isn't it?
3: Yep. It's and also and Jeffrey Osborne and the and uh Mark Mar- the Mother's Boss from here. Diva. Uh, Devo Chrissy Hines from here uh, apparently the guy who played Dolomite died here
2: <laughs> yeah so that that whole yeah. area is a lot of history so it is it really is That's- I'm glad I could be a part of it <laughs> indirectly <laughs> um so been a w- with Squirrel Girl what's a character or a series of characters maybe a team up that you want to bring in for a
1: story arc Oh see that's the thing. Um someone was asking me like what is what's what's your what's your dream Marvel book to write? And I was like, I think I'm already writing it because Squirrel Girl she can go anywhere she can do anything and like, if i want to bring in a character i can just bring in the character like i want spider-man to show up i'll just have spider-man show up and so it's there's been very few restrictions on what i can and can't do what i what i can bring and what i can't bring in so i mean the, the story i'm thinking of is uh in the first run we had this story where the avengers were being mind controlled by this asgardian smack talking squirrel named ratatosker Yep. and so in that yes. story squirrel girl goes and she's gonna uh, she beats up the avengers in 26 seconds and and whenever you use a character outside your book, they check with the office. So like, if you want to use Spider-Man, they'll check with the Spider-Office. you want to use Captain America, they'll check with the Cap-Office. And so uh, they check with the Cap-Office and the note came back that, you know, you can use Captain America, but just so you know, at this moment in time, uh, he's had the super soldier serum sucked out of him and he's an old man with no superpowers. And I said, well, okay, it feels a little weird to have Squirrel Girl beat up an old man with no powers. So let's <laughs> not do that. And then uh, someone else hopped on and was like, well, you know, He's a trained military man in peak physical condition. Even for an 80-year-old, he's in really great shape. And he, he's, he's a formidable force. It's like, fine, like Squirrel Girl, beat him up. So that's what we did. The only change we made was on the cover. It's this great cover, Erica did, of Squirrel Girl in the lower left-hand corner and all the Avengers coming down from the upper right to attack her. And it's really striking. And the original draft of that was very similar, except behind her was Captain America knocked out. And the problem was when you saw the image as a final image, it just looked like she had mugged scene your citizen. And that was right <laughs> being attacked by the Avengers. So we just cropped him out and it became, yeah, she's going to fight Spider-Man. This is going to be great. So it uh, it's fun. And there's there's not really uh, a list of people I can't, I can't use, which is great. And the, the fun of that is that, like, exploring this, this universe, there's, you know, decades of material, decades of characters. And you can find stuff like uh, Brain Drain is now one of my favorite Marvel characters. <laughs> it's just because, like, I get to have him hang out with Squirrel Girl and, and be this nihilist, existentialist <laughs> <laughs> brain and jar <bizarre laughs> that also fights crime and it's it's so bonkers but there's so much bonkers stuff in the marvel universe that it, it fits right in he fits right in
3: well, especially I, with Squirrel. I, I have one H- yeah how about how about squirrel girl and frog man
1: frog man has shown up in a deadpool card so I didn't get to work him in. Literally, I oh, had, had him referenced. I think I had the second Frogman reference. There's been a series of Frogman, as I'm sure you know. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a son of the original Frogman. Anyway, um, I'm there for you for Frogman, and I, I've done what I can so far. <laughs>
3: I figured a frogman gets no love, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. he does, but he doesn't. Yeah. Not enough. No, uh, no,
2: Here's
1: here's a stretch
2: and a throwback, and, and you guys are know to either be afraid. Oh no! Or, or, or cheer <laughs> statically after I I do a mic drop like this. Oh, I
3: know what you're gonna say,
2: Squirrel Girl? Oh, you do.
3: I think I do. Yeah.
2: Take your guess, Kylan. Peter Porker. No. No. Squirrel Girl and Impossible Man. Oh, well, hmm. I'm confused. I, I thought. Uh, Wasn't Empy a a Marvel character? Yes. That still hurt, though. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I will say that I don't know how, in the days of before the internet, how people could keep track of everything. Because now I can just, like, look up a character and get the wiki that's like, here's their name, here's their origin, here's their powers, here's their history. And it's it's so useful for finding out about characters like this. Where before, like, I guess you just had to ask your buddy who had every issue of every comic ever made and be like, tell me about this person. Or the ultimate What's their Marvel deal? handbook. <laughs> yeah, Which is real. great. That that book is really fun. Like it's, I love the, the the full front shot of every character and then their stats and stuff. It's. I wish they'd do it again. I think it's terrific. I,
2: I'm trying to find the list because we, you were talking about the Norse God. Mm-hmm. We made reference to it in a all Squ- Squirrel Girl became quite a few show titles with References. Oh, nice. Yep. And I'm having to go to my ultimate location for the list because <laughs> iTunes is not acting right for me. Um,
3: I blame Hydra.
2: We did that for you too. For why you were late? Uh,
3: yeah, you know what? It
0: was Hydra.
2: Um, That's really while he's looking. Yes. Okay. Quick. Okay.
0: So we know that the new Warriors television show is going to happen, mm-hmm. and we know that Squirrel Girl is going to be in it. I'm Go that direction. What was your reaction when you heard that news? Uh, did you I was hear excited. it before it got react before it went public?
1: Yeah. I, I did know it was coming i didn't know the day they dropped the news but i knew it was coming um and i was super excited right like it, it it's always fun when something that you've been working on gets adapted somewhere else because it feels like it's it's kind of this weird photo confidence. like this is good other people will like it let's do something more with it and it's it's also super exciting to see like like people do fantasy castings just for fun but to see like a role actually get cast is really exciting <laughs> like wow this person will be doing this role that's amazing I, I, I can't wait to see it. So it was great. I think, have you had
0: any input at all into like the the uh, the production process? Uh, have they like called you up, say, hey, Ryan, we need we need some insight on what kind of uh, what kind of vibe we're going with her?
1: Um, not straight, exactly like that. Uh, I, they sent me the pilot script and I thought it was great. I was like, there's nothing wrong here. You have her nailed. Like this is squirrel girl. So I, I didn't need to change anything. <laughs> it was already good. So you like the, uh, the
0: casting choice that they made for. I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name.
1: Yeah. Milana. She's great. Yeah.
2: Uh I think the other front runner that a lot of people were hoping for was um Anna
1: oh I can't think of her last Kendrick name and no Anna Kendrick from It's yeah. perfect mm-hmm. Yeah um I'm not sure she actually wanted the role <laughs> If you actually trace down what she said, it was at the level of, oh, my brother said I should be Squirrel Girl. So I guess so. Like, she hadn't. I don't think she's read any of the comics. So, <laughs> okay.
3: Well, you know when
1: I need my when, Squirrel Girls to be legit. <laughs> <laughs> legit you know, Squirrel when I, Girls.
3: When I first heard of Squirrel Girl, I have to admit, I was like, who? And then, and I forget the first. I forget what issue it was. It may have been Secret Avengers. It was when she was a nanny for uh, Luke and Jessica. And the. Avengers uh, mansion was under attack, yep. and they sent her off with their kid. And uh, squirrels were about to attack the kid, and then she called on all the squirrels to attack the uh, squirrels. And I was like, "This girl is legit," <laughs> Cause, you know, because she gets people, it done. I, people don't realize. I would sit there and I think about like how terrible would it be to be attacked by squirrels? And also, when you stop and think about it, the, pr- the proportionate strength of a squirrel I, I was like oh you know what you could be my nanny anytime not that I have any kids or reason <laughs> to that. I have a nanny but if I did it would
1: be Squirrel Girl I'm, I'm right there with you <laughs>
3: I'm just waiting for her to show up in a Marvel game now. Well, like, you know, uh, like the Marvel Street Fighter games. I think that'd be fun.
2: Well, she is in in Future Fight. She is.
3: I I did. I had her in Future Fight. I I did. She was, yeah, she was Uh, legit there.
2: trying to remember. I believe, I don't know if I ended up earning her or not, but wasn't she also in Avengers Academy? Yes, she's there too. Uh, That's
3: what I get for not playing Avengers Academy. Taking over the world.
2: (laughs) She's in... uh, um, what's the one with the crystals?
3: In future uh, fight? No, uh, you're not. You're not talking about Marvel versus uh, Street Fighter Infinity. No, uh, no. Infinite.
2: I don't think she's in Puzzle Quest. Uh, I, Champions. No, she. I think she's in Champions yeah, as bl- well.
3: Yes, yes. And wasn't she in the uh, the MM the MMO RPG? I thought she was there too. Uh, Marvel Heroes. Yeah, possible. Well, I mean that, that one's no more. But I, I was pretty sure she was there too.
2: I think you never did it, yeah. Oh, f- so far what I have found. Issue 91 still eats nuts and kicks butts.
1: <laughs>
2: and that came direct from uh a Squirrel Girl uh actually October 85 with the re-release of the current Squirrel Girl series. That's where oh, yeah, it, that's where the title memories. came from. Yep. Yeah. And then uh it's a nutty story because that's when the it was coming out about uh New Warriors. Was squirrel mm-hmm. girl, mm-hmm. but I swore we had one that that had the uh, the squirrel god listed in it. Ratatosker. Yeah,
3: oh, you know what? I thought you did. You did. You did because we talked about it. I know we talked about it
2: because
0: I'm, I found it so hard to believe that there actually was a Norse squirrel god
1: in Mid-North <laughs> mythology. Oh, we we wouldn't make that up. Like, we we keep it legit. And,
0: and all of a sudden, I want to see Thor fighting this thing.
1: I really do. <laughs>
2: I think when we brought it up, we were still doing dates for the title. I hadn't gone to the wacky names. Ah, Oh, yeah. So,
0: one. Okay, Ryan, got a question for you. Uh, You mentioned before that you're probably on your dream job right now, and there's no way I'm arguing with you on that because this is an awesome book. Uh, let's say hypothetically they come to you one day and say, we want to give you another book to write. You have free reign to choose whoever you want. Who are you going with?
1: Uh, um, the, I'll tell you that the characters I like to write in the book, which I guess is where I want to do the second book from. Mm-hmm. I really like Galactus a lot he's never had an ongoing to my knowledge and i feel like you know he's ready he's he's got the verb he's got the powers he's he's paid his dues he's paid his dues he's been around since the 60s It's time for galactus number one and uh, i would 100 percent write that book i'm not i mean i say that now uh if i actually had to write it i'd be like holy crap why did i say i could write this book because like what do you do with galactus for a full issue every month but I, I really want to read it. I want to find out. So, yeah, let's do Galactus. Galactus number one all the way.
2: Be careful of opening an email from Marvel that says Galactus in the subject
1: line. <laughs> what have I done?
2: Um, Before we get into our picks for the upcoming new comic book day, uh, which will be the 28th yeah. of, of yeah. March, yeah. Uh, what are some of the Marvel books um, – maybe not for the week but in a month what are like maybe your top 3 top 5 books that are must reads for you
1: to pick up uh, it just ended but Gwenpool was great and did some stuff in comics that you don't you don't really see being done anywhere else which is terrific Um, I, like we said, I'm friends with Chip and I have this thing where it's hard for me to separate Like everyone I'm friends with, I also like their work I don't have a friend who, I love them personally, but I think they suck at writing comics, (laughs) if they are a comic writer and so I'm a big fan of of what Chip's been doing, both in his Spider-Man book and in the Marvel 2 and one Uh, they've both been really exciting and, oh, I was gonna say it's coming up, but I don't think it's announced yet, so I can't tell you, but I've read it and it's really good so ah! sorry, but you'll I'll know just it put when that you down see it.
3: Marvel Mystery Book.
1: You'll know <laughs> it when you see it. and You'll be like there's a reason Ryan loves this and I can see why and yeah, you'll you'll love it too.
2: And, and so Ryan, look for that in
1: a couple months, I think.
2: And Ryan just has with a survey says. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um well, why don't we then go ahead and jump right into our picks of the week? Um No theme song, or no segment song, because new info I've read on the internet, uh, we could possibly get in trouble. Even though we have permission from the artist, we might not be able to get away with using the music anymore, which is a shame. I know. I gotta look into it more. But, since I've got the Marvel Unlimited pick for this week, I'm gonna go ahead and start us off with the picks of the week. Uh, Our... to start us off first pick of the week um, and we'll have Ryan I guess this is a chance for him to judge us on what our picks constantly on what our picks are um, I'm going to go for my first pick Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man number 302 writer is Chip what? Zdarsky. artist is Joe Kionis Peter Parker, his sister, Teresa, and J. Jonah Jameson take a trip back in time. The massive events of Issue 300 presented them with a problem so huge that the only solution is back in the past. The biggest challenge here won't be keeping Jameson from changing the future, but it's up there. I already picked this one,
1: so that's a cheat.
2: (laughs) that's one of my, this is one of my normal picks each month myself. So uh-huh. like minds think alike. No, these guys will tell you. I, um, it's great minds
1: think alike. We have to be good aggrandize
2: ourselves here. Um, I remember when issue one came out, I don't remember who the original artist was. Um, I love the story. It's that first issue. I struggled with the art a little bit. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was hard to translate to me. It, it was a little hard to translate the, the script, uh, um, with the art but it's still a, a great first issue though mm. but i don't i don't remember who the original artist was and then of course now they've done the whole legacy numbering and um uh, been a loss of <laughs> I can't keep track ever since then. Um, Eric, how about your first pick of the week?
0: Okay, my first pick of the week is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 29, written by Brandon Montclair, art by Natasha Bustos. Moon Girl, The Thing, and Human Torch bond to become a new team of heroes to battle a world-destroying threat. But are they enough? Herbie? Silver Surfer? Even the towering Titan Galactus? Who will join them?
1: I like it. Also, I like the Galactus is in it, so this sounds <laughs> right up my alley.
0: I thought you might.
1: <laughs> so, Kylan, your first pick.
3: Uh, my first pick is Daredevil number 600. Uh, the writer is Charles Soule. The artist is Ron Garney. And the cover artist is Dan Mora. Mayor Fisk conclusion Oversized anniversary issue. Daredevil can see the new mayor's machinations coming together. I kind of like that line. <laughs>
2: I see what you did there. Ah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Well, I guess that leaves me with the next pick. Um, I'm going to go with a book that was written by our guests that we had last week. And I probably, and Eric probably hated me for grabbing this before he had a chance to. <laughs> Old Man Hawkeye, number three, written by oh, actually Ethan Sachs. I- I, I did
0: kind of grumble in your general direction. <laughs>
2: um, artist is Marco Quieto, An Eye for an Eye, Part 3. Hawkeye's got a big task ahead of him, and they'll take him back to the carnival. But this time, it's Arcade's Murder World. If Clint can sneak through this deadly locale, he'll be faced with a foe and a decision that will forever alter his course of destiny. And I didn't realize that this was a 12 issue mini.
1: Yep. So. Mm. I like a mini series. I like that they have a. It's building towards an ending all the time, which is great. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't mind the fives, but it, I'm glad to see it on the occasion the a, a 12 issue arc, uh, especially with like the old man universe. It definitely allows for more story to be told that could really sure. pull the character together. So, Eric, your second pick of the week. My,
0: the week is Damnation Johnny Blaze Ghostwriter number one. Written by Christopher Sabella. Art by Phil Noto. Damnation tie-in. Bet you never could have figured that out, could you? Johnny Blaze takes the fight to a different devil than he usually faces. Mephisto. But Mephisto will show Johnny his own brand of suffering and give Johnny plenty of reasons for vengeance. Okay. That sounds
2: fun. Kylan, your second pick.
3: My second pick is Lockjaw, number two of four. Uh, The writer is Daniel Gubblesmith, the artist is Carlos Villa, and the cover cover artist is Chris who's a good boy, part two. (laughs) Lockjaw and his hapless recruit, D-Man, end up in the prehistoric Savage Land, and Zabu, the last living saber-toothed tiger, is not happy about it. But there's no time to mark territory. A puppy is in danger, and Lockjaw I will need Kazar and Zabu's help to find it. Who's after a lost jaw's lost siblings? And can D-Man get over his depression long enough to help? <laughs> D-Man has depression.
1: <laughs> Is it D dash depression?
3: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Daniel's great. I right, like that. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah. It was all I could do not to say who's a good boy. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, who's well, a good boy? Well, you just did. So. <laughs> Which actually, you know, I, not, my wife has been reading this book because she loves everything Lockjaw. So,
2: me too. Well, Final picks of the week. Uh, I'm going to start us off with one that is written by Carrie and Gillian and artist is Emilio Lacio, and that's Doctor Afra number eighteen. Yes, and, and I'm loving this cover with Afra taking Hera from rebels in cuffs. Oh, so now we know that Hera was involved in some stuff and at the moment still childless right after the events of the Battle of Yavin. So, Remaster oh. continues. Dr. Afra is being blackmailed by Triple Zero, such a great character, to run missions for his underground crime syndicate. But that doesn't mean she can't cause trouble and have fun along the way. Sometimes that fun means infiltrating rebel training grounds.
1: I love Triple Zero. I feel like that character, I'm amazed I hadn't seen that sooner. Like it fits in so well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and, and partnered up with, with BT one. Uh, I think yeah. Eric and I talked about Ooh. at celebration. It's the anti R2D2 C3PO. Yeah, it is. In, in so many ways. Yeah. It works really well. I, I'm just waiting for, for carrying to to, uh, to just come out and say, well, you know, Dr. Dr. Afra is a little bit force sensitive as well. Then she, they have to her the anti Luke. Mm-hmm. True. That, That could be exciting. So, Eric, your final pick of the week. My final pick, and
0: again, anytime I see one of these, I have to just because of my own experience in the industry. uh, It is Color Your Own Adventures Trade Paperback uh, with various interior artists, but the cover art by Arthur Adams. And there came a day, a day unlike any other, when Earth's mightiest heroes and heroines found themselves uncolored without their common palette. On that day, the Avengers were adorned with all the hues no single superhero could withstand. Through these pages, their roster prospers, changing many times, but their glory will never be denied. Heed the call, then, for you, you artists assemble. Yes, your big moment is here. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Falcon, and more take action in beautiful black and white illustrations by some of Marvel's finest talents from across the eras. They're just waiting the fray, so grab your full lineup of markers, pencils, or crayons. Yeah, that's there
2: for that. There's something missing. We need a
1: Squirrel Girl Color Euro. You're not wrong.
0: <laughs> no no you you're absolutely right wait a minute wait a minute I'm looking up the, I'm I'm looking at the cover here and I'm just I'm
1: looking to see there should be – she should be there somewhere because she was on uh, New Adventures.
0: I'm looking – I am not seeing Squirrel Girl.
1: They don't want to give everything away in the cover. She's got to be in there. I don't know if she has not that No, that's Hellcat. Never nothing, mind. But <laughs>
0: – They
3: got Hellcat in there?
0: Yeah, you yes. can just barely see her under Thunder Hulk's forearm. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not seeing her either. I'm not seeing it either, and it's just ah, – there's just something wrong about this
2: we got to save something for the sequel. Okay.
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: So, Kylan, your final pick of the week. My
3: final pick of the week is Jessica Jones, number 18. Uh, the writer is Brian Michael Bendis. The artist is Michael Gatos. Cover artist is David Mack. As the creators of Jessica Jones leave her to an all-new teen next issue, they bid her farewell with one last, very special, fully painted story. A truly incredible tale that no one ever gets to see. Be here for our, an unforgettable issue that... Ties threads together from all over the amazing Marvel. Universe. That sounds great. Yeah.
1: So,
2: being in the Marvel ranks and, and knowing what books, you know, I'm assuming you get a chance to get a sneak peek at, at the books before they hit the shelves. Of the nine picks, what what did you think? Seem on par. Well, for... Solid.
1: Yeah. There's, I there are no duds, which is nice. Um, I didn't know that Jessica Jones issue was coming out as like the final goodbye from the creators. That sounds really fun. Mm. Um, yeah. No. This. I feel like we have similar taste in comics, which I guess makes sense because you guys like the one I've been writing. So it, it would scan that we would not be completely dissimilar.
0: The mind right? boggles, doesn't
1: it? Yeah. So good work, Team Comics. We came up with some good ideas. See, but I'm also that
2: same guy when the dupe five issue mini was out. I picked every one of those issues as well.
3: They yeah, did. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which is great.
2: So, well, we also, every week, pick a, a book uh, as a highlight book from the Marvel Unlimited app. And this week, I had the right title, but after our interview tonight with Ryan for this 200th issue we have, um, I changed the number of which issue I went with. <laughs> and uh, this this coming week's, or your, your Marvel Unlimited pick for this week is The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Volume 1, Number (laughs) 8. Of course, written by our very own Ryan North uh, and art by Erica Henderson. It's a classic tale of good squirrel versus evil squirrel as Squirrel Girl fights. And I'll let you say it. because Radatasar? Radatasar, the Norse Squirrel God. The fate of the world hangs in the balance. And yes, Norse Squirrel God means that Thor shows up to help and Loki. Loki's a huge character. He's been in three different movies so far. Three. He's, our, he's only in our comic for a couple pages, though. Oh, this book also features friendship
1: and sass and punches.
0: Friendship, sass, and punches. punches.
1: Really, do you need anything I promise to you? <laughs> we deliver on all three. Yes.
2: <laughs> so that is our Marvel unlimited pick for, for this week, which I'm sure Ryan's completely disappointed in.
1: I, uh, speaking in all impartiality, I think it is a <laughs> truly excellent choice and beyond all reproach. So well done.
2: Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up for the night?
1: Uh, no, this was fun. You guys had some good questions and I'm oh, always happy and- to talk about myself. So well done on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and thank you for coming on,
1: and we, we appreciate
0: you.
2: Uh, we appreciate you letting Mike be all fanboy here. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't happen often. No, I it doesn't. It. Uh, no. matter who the guest is, I, I'm usually pretty good. But when when it's a title that I I really get into,
1: it's well, I'm I, I'm glad I got to give you that sneak peek on Howard coming up then because I don't think that's public. <laughs> no one else knows that, so that's the breaking news. Yeah,
2: you know, I got a sound effect for that. <laughs> Breaking. That's, Power not, not coming. that's
0: not the sound effect I was expecting. I'm just telling you.
2: Yeah, I can't play that one anymore. I'll save it for off-air. Okay. So, uh, Eric, Kylan, any final thoughts or last questions?
3: Uh, no. I'm, no, I'm good.
2: Well, on that note, um, check out the website, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Uh, support our affiliates. Ryan,
1: where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me. My personal website is RyanNorth.ca, and I'm always on Twitter, and that's at Ryan Q North.
2: Awesome. I know that's how I found you was through Twitter. Really? Uh, I think that's how I contacted you originally was through Twitter. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, that's going to bring us to a close. We thank Ryan again for coming on and getting all squirrely with us. It it was nuts. I like that. (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys. (laughs) So, um, until next time. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. So, Ryan, what... I know you said you've got Howard coming up. Is there anything else you could tell us about the next story arc or, or where the future might go with Doreen?
1: Uh, I can't because I haven't written it yet. No, still not that far ahead.
2: Can we recommend three S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that might run a podcast. Creasier
3: huh? sure things have made it into the comics now. We're just saying. <laughs> we give them a ride on Hella Bus. Or to Hella Bango. We give you a ride on Hella Bango.